Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Mapping the College Edition, a podcast where we explore the landscape of the college theater world and try to demystify this daunting audition process. I'm your host, Charlie Murphy, director of MTCA, that's Musical Theater College Auditions, and today we have a many-cityed show lined up for you. David Krasner from Five Towns College is on the pod today, and I think it is a really fun one. Um, I'm going to give you a shorter intro today because, as you may have noticed, my voice and body is once again ravaged by the daycares of New York City. What a brutal winter it's been. Um, But for those of you who are juniors and younger listeners, please do check out our Junior Weekend. That's both online and in person. We just opened up an additional class in person, which we are thrilled about seeing in-person activities really come back alive this year. Ooh, fingers crossed that that continues. We talk about that a bit with David on the pod, for sure. Um, You'll find the link uh, in our website and via our show notes for all of that. And for my seniors and the parents of my seniors who are listening, I'm just going to say keep breathing, keep practicing patience as those results come in. There's still a long way to go in this process. I know it feels like, oh my God, everybody's heard. Everybody's got into a million schools already. There are more yeses and more wait lists that turn into yeses that are just around the corner for you, truly. And if you're thinking right now, oh yeah, that's true for everybody in general, but it's not for me. No, I'm speaking to you specifically. It can and will happen. All right, let's get into it. Our interview with David Krasner. We are so excited to have David Krasner on the podcast today. Uh, David has a BFA in acting from Carnegie Mellon University, uh, our old stomping grounds, an Mm -hmm. MFA in acting from the Virginia Commonwealth University, and a PhD in drama from Tufts University. Um, He's taught almost anywhere you can imagine. Uh, He was director of undergraduate theater studies at Yale University for 10 years, head of the BFA acting program at Emerson College. He was the dean of the School of Arts at Dean, which is just too fun to say, head of graduate director. (laughs) at Southern Illinois um, and a couple other places. He also is an amazing author. He's written 11 books. And we're going to see what wisdom he brings now as the chair of theater arts at Five Towns College, where he oversees the BFA program. Um, Five Towns is located in Long Island, New York. They take class sizes of about 25 MT and actors combined. And they offer degrees in acting, musical theater, um, and many other BFAs, BAs, lots of cool stuff that they offer. David, welcome on the pod. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. It's a long day, but I'm I'm delighted to be here. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm honored, and uh, I'd love to, to chat with the uh, the MTCA students and and hopefully enlighten them to uh, our program and enlighten them to the whole process. This crazy, insane process of of auditioning for colleges, which is maddening. Yes. Uh, I, I've been doing it. Uh, I've been doing auditions for colleges 
at least 25 years. Uh -huh. So I, I, I hopefully bring uh, a wealth of experience for all kinds of schools uh, and hopefully from BA programs to conservatories and a whole range in between. It seems like the gauntlet is thrown for yourself. You're saying this better be good in terms yeah, of what, uh, really. what wisdom we can bring. <laughs> I hold um, myself up to the standards. <laughs> Um, I loved it. You know, I read a little bio there about you, but I'd love to just hear a little bit about, you know, from your own uh, mouth in terms of your journey to Five Towns. And, you know, how did you end up taking this specific, of course, you went to Carnegie Mellon and then you ended up all these degrees. And then what led you from different institutions now to be at Five Towns? Well, um, I mean, to, to backtrack, I was I, I came out of Carnegie Mellon in 1974 as a, with a BFA in acting, and I had every intention of being an actor. I had no intention of being a teacher. Uh, I hit the ground running in New York City, and I uh, was looking for work as an actor, which meant I was a, I was a waiter. I was a I was a cab driver, and I would have been an Uber driver. Uh, but I stumbled onto the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, uh, an opportunity I had gone there as a teenager. And I stumbled into their uh, uh, lounge area and I dropped off my resume and they called me and they said, would you like to teach acting uh, and also teach voice, speech and movement? I said, um, well, I don't <laughs> I didn't tell them this, but I, I don't really what I'm doing. I'm just kind of winging it. <laughs> but sure, it beat waiting tables. Uh, so at 26, I started teaching. And for nine years, I cobbled together a career as a teacher and an actor. And I was a professional actor in New York. Um, but it. I didn't have to ever look back and, and do anything else other than act and teach it. Uh, and gradually, I went on to get more degrees. I wanted to go into college teaching. I, I found that I enjoyed that very much, and I got better at it. So um, trailing all the way up through all of my schools that I've been to, I, I'm, a, I'm a native of New York. I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, and I lived in New York City by, when I was an actor. So the opportunity to return back to the mm -hmm. New York region was so exciting, and, and an opportunity to work with a program like Five Towns College, which is really just emerging. Mm -hmm. And I, I came to Five Towns in hopes of developing a program with all the experience that I have from the ground up. I mean, look, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to change Yale. Yale's going to be Yale long before I was there and long after I'm gone. And I, I'm just delighted to have spent 10 years there to pick up information and, and valuable tools that I could share now. And I went on again to, to be the head of the BFA program at Emerson. Uh, I was an administrator at Dean College. Uh, I didn't care much for the administrative mm -hmm. part because I really loved the theater and I love working with actors and all the paperwork was driving me nuts. So I couldn't, I couldn't really take that. And once the opportunity at Five Towns College opened up when I heard that through some friends and because I know everybody in the business, I, I heard that there was a chair position. I threw my hat in the ring and then it's been a little over five years since I've been here and I've been running the program since I love it. And I, you already hit on one of the big things I want to talk about, you know, with the preceding episodes, we just finished releasing um, a Carnegie Mellon uh, episode, we just had Michael McElroy, also a, a Carnegie Mellon graduate, but he's now running Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, and just hearing some of the differences between, you know, because you got to have this experience of teaching at these really well established now, uh, uh, Yale was a really well, known, of course, known graduate program, Emerson, a really well known uh, undergraduate program. But to now, what is this, the, the experience of starting, you know, really with an emerging program and starting to put your vision onto a, a five towns? And maybe especially I'd love to hear like, you know, as you're taking those first couple classes, what are you thinking as you're kind of shaping what a five town student will be? 
uh, great question, an enormous question. I, I came with the, the spirit of shaping something that could be within my own hands from the ground up. The program at Five Towns College was about, when I got here, about 18 years old as a musical theater program and about 10 years old as an acting program. So mm -hmm. it was really new and really finding its footing in terms of a conservatory training program. And as I looked over the landscape, I, I, I feel right now that this is a program that is a conservatory BFA program with the goal of training musical theater students in the triple threat and actors in the training in the Stanislavski system and all of the acting training that I've accrued over the years. And I want our students to be able to go out and compete in show business. Mm -hmm. Now we all know, and it's no surprise, this is a very tough profession. And I hope I hope I'm not telling anybody news that they haven't heard before. What are you talking? David, Shocking. Oh my God, I hope I'm not hurting people's feelings. And I realize that uh, getting into this profession uh, is going to be filled with a lot of heartache and a lot of disappointment and a lot of rejection. And with one, if one can accept that and find the the love, uh, because it's something that all of us in it really love. It's something that we just can't, we, we're addicted to it. Let's mm -hmm. put it that way. We can't do anything else. This is what we love. This is what we want to do. And once I find students who have that passion, who have that thrill of being on stage or in, in front of a camera and performing before audiences or, or, or on film or on television, then it's the it's my job to shape them into a career and to give them a pathway and tools to create a career for themselves and i i have found that there's there's really three things you have to have to be successful in show business. You you have to have the tools. That's number one. For musical theater, you have to have a triple threat. You you have to know how to sing. You must be a singer. That's just a, absolutely. Uh, you have to know how to act. And at least you have to know how to move, if not be a well-established dancer. And so with these triple threat tools and for acting, you have to know how to act before camera. Uh, you have to know how to act on stage, whether it's a small, uh, tiny little theater off of Broadway in some East Village basement or you're, uh, you're, uh, you're at the Schubert Theater. You have to know how to perform. So you need the tools. And second, you need the networking. One of the things that I've, uh, I've really tried to institute in Five Towns College is the networking for agents and casting directors. You really have to get to know agents and casting directors. When I started out, it wasn't as important. I could kind of go straight to auditions, uh, and, and you can still do that. But having representation and having someone who represents you is so important. And it's, it's the more you're known, the more you can get connected to agents and casting directors. One of the things about Five Towns is our, our proximity to New York City. We're only 45 minutes outside of the city. So we, our students don't have to actually be in the city and deal with all of the distractions that the city will bring as any great major city will and we are much more affordable mm -hmm. i understand these wonderful schools in new york city as i said i worked at the american academy of dramatic arts in new york for for nine years and i know that i know the landscape of all the other schools but it's it's expensive mm -hmm. and the overhead is huge and these schools have to pay for the overhead we are much more affordable we offer a, a much more of a discount rate than any of these other schools, yet you can hop uh, the Long Island Railroad and be in the city in 45 minutes and see a Broadway show mm -hmm. just like that. So we have all of the benefits of New York and at the same time, not all the distractions of New York. So we're up to two, networking. You have to say you give me two of the three tools that I need or two of the three things. All right, here's the, th the third. 
you got to have the passion. You got to have the desire and you have to have what I tell students all the time when they audition and, and tell students here when they are at, at five towns, you have to be unique. You have to, you have to bring something that is individual. That's something that's personal. That's something that really separates you from the, from the pack. Mm -hmm. I mean, Charlie, you, you and I know we, we've been through this, the ringer that you, you, when you, you find yourself in a callback in a, in a Broadway show or a major movie and you're called back the fifth time, the sixth time, you know, I know, I, I could do this part. Mm -hmm. I could do it very well. And they know I could do this part very well. I'm, I'm here for the fifth callback. I practically did the whole movie or the whole Broadway <laughs> show. Okay. They're having me read every scene. I could do this. But so can the last 10 to 20 other guys in the room mm -hmm. who are there with me. They can do this role. They can sing it. They can dance it. And they can act it too. So why am I getting that final jump over the hurdle that final moment yes i got here because i can do the triple threat you have to have that yes i got here because i can act it and can sing it and i can dance it but now i'm up against people who can also do it mm -hmm. maybe they'll do later on the touring show or maybe they'll do the the, the reprise of the of the broadway show but who's going to get it right now the person who brings something very very unique the person who brings something an individual passion to this that gets you to the final situation where you are on Broadway, you are on the movie, you're on the television set. And so those those are the three things, the individuality, the networking and the tools. This was such a beautifully comprehensive answer, but I'm going to dig a little bit more granularly. I'd love to talk about those tools. And, you know, I know in year five, you've gotten a chance to really look at the curriculum. What will a freshman, sophomore, junior and senior do? And especially if we talk about the musical theater track and then maybe the right. acting track, you know, yes. sort of skill set wise, what am I gaining over the four years? Right. OK, so in dance, we have 12 dance classes as a minimum. You have to take 12, which is quite a bit more than many other BFA programs. We want you to be able to be comfortable to move. Now, you, you may not be the, the next Nureyev at uh, the New York City Ballet. That's, that's fine. As long as you can do the moves with comfort and you're comfortable in your body. And if you are a, quite a, an accomplished dancer, then you can move on to a more difficult shows like 42nd Street, where you can tap your heart out and you, you better be a good tap dancer. Okay? So you have to have 12 and up to 16 um, classes in dance. So that's quite a bit. That could be up to two dance classes every semester. Mm -hmm. And if it's you're just doing the minimum, it's two and one and two and one all four years. We have individual singing lessons, which you will have a one-on-one -on -one singing coach, Broadway skilled coach to work with you for one hour a week, every week, training you with your voice and working with you on your repertoire in singing. Okay. Now, I, I know many other schools have that as well. So I, that's something we are just really comparable with. But we, we try to offer some other things in the singing area. We have a class called Cabaret Ensemble, where you will take a class and train to be a cabaret singer on ships, uh, on lounge acts, in nightclubs in Vegas. Uh, there's a lot of work to be had. Mm -hmm. And for the final exam in our cabaret class, you'll take a medley of four to five songs and you will go into New York City and you will sing in a New York City cabaret. That will be your final exam. We usually do it at Don't Tell Mama, but we are somewhere anywhere on that 46th Street stretch where they have all of those cabarets. That's your final. You could take that class four times in your junior and senior year. Hmm. And with your acting, if you're a musical theater student, you work with the actors. Some other uh, programs separate the musical theater students from the actors. 
We don't because we want you to be trained just as good as any actor. So you should be trained immediately. You're taking classes with the acting students in the first two years. You are required to do that. And then you can continue to take acting classes with them. So there's acting for the camera. You get the basic techniques of the Stanislavski training. We ha uh, I have personally have had the wonderful opportunity of, of having known Strasberg, Adler, Meisner. Uh, I started with many others. Uh, I, I knew them. I was a, I was a kid. I mean, I'm not going to say I was the best friend and I'm always be honest about it. But I, I was a kid and I was in the yeah. classroom there and I was at the studio in the neighborhood playhouse and still at his conservatory. And I saw them and I saw the training. That's the fundamental training that actors will get. You get accents and dialects. You get voice training. You get movement training, stage combat training, all of these things that are required for all the actors. The MT students are also invited into these classes as well. And you get acting for Shakespeare. You get the classical training. Uh, so all of this is intertwined. We have a year-long senior showcase where you will be training for your senior showcase. Now, I, every other BFA program in the country has a senior showcase. Yes, and, and, and they should. And we will take you to New York City when it's time after the year-long training in May to meet the agents and casting directors. Ours is a year-long. Some other schools is only a semester. Mm -hmm. And we also prepare with audition preparation in the junior year and acting through song for the MT students in the junior year. So in a way, it's almost a two-year prep to run up all the way up to the senior showcase. And because we are so close to New York, we bring in agents and casting directors to do master classes along the way in the senior showcase year so that they come in and they start to network. Mm. And that's the key. They start to get to know you. They start to get familiar with you. And so that when they come to the uh, showcase itself, you are already familiar with these agents and casting directors. Last year, we had 50% of our students signed immediately with an agent, okay? Uh, and a few others, after that. So we're very proud of our, our track record. We're very proud of coaching our kids to get the representation. Um, if, I, if I could just throw this in quickly, one of our students in, just recently got cast in Parade with Ben Platt, and she is now going to be on Broadway. She was in the school, and she was taking classes so we are we favor our students working. We are not like other schools mm -hmm. where you are not allowed to work. Our goal is to get you work. So immediately one of our students is is working and she 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 you know texted us and said I'm not coming to class uh, in, in <laughs> on enrollment in January. I'm going to be on Broadway and we cheered. We we were thrilled by this. And then how does that work? And that, that, so I love that. A lot, some schools really are discouraging. You say some schools are much more encouraging. How does that work if, if now I'm working in a Broadway show? Am I getting credits for my work or is that my taking a pause from my, my take scholastic a pause. endeavors? You could take a pause. We could do it. We could work it uh, in two ways. We have another situation where a student is working in Disney and she's getting credit and she's transferring the credit to us. So mm -hmm. it we're very, very flexible. Uh, you, she would just take a semester off. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, will, we hope she comes back. I think her career is going to just launch uh, mm -hmm. and she's going to use this as, as a trajectory and, and may never come back to any program. Um, we would love to have her back, but we also love the fact that she's she's on Broadway and she's doing parade and uh, I, I just got my tickets. I'm going to see her in the summer. Um, we, we encourage work. The, the, the funny thing about this, Charlie, is there's no formula where somebody goes for four years and you come out at the end mm -hmm. of four years and now you're ready. Mm -hmm. yeah, now we're you're not cooked. making you're done. You're cooks. Yeah, we're not making cars. Mm -hmm. We're making people. 
And people, some people are ready in two years. Some people are ready to book work two years after they graduate. There's no one size fits all. And I think that's one of the things I want to emphasize that really is unique about us. We are not a cookie cutter program. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't look to set out a package. What we look to set out is a product of who you are and what makes you the individual performer that can get work. If you can get work in one year and two years, good. We're all mm -hmm. behind you. We, and we helped Emily, who got this uh, gig on um, and booked for Parade. We coached her. We worked with her. We encouraged her to go to the audition. Some people are ready in, in six months. Mm -hmm. Some people may take 10 years mm -hmm. before they suddenly their careers launch. There's no formula for this. I wish there was. If there was a formula, I would have written it and made a book out of it. And made you a got fortune. 11 books. You can't put some formulas in there? I, I can't yeah. put <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's like a chef. <laughs> um, I'd love to talk about sort of outside of the theater program or specifically the acting musical theater program. What else mm -hmm. am I getting at Five Towns? So what is the Five Towns experience outside of the, the theater program, both academically, but then also in terms of the college experience? Well, the college experience is it's a very supportive community. We, we are we are a very supportive group of people. It's not a competitive internal like many other programs. I know that. I mean, I I went to the high end program of Carnegie Mellon, my colleague. Uh, Mitchell went to CCM. I um, mean, we're very familiar with the the kind of fierce. I, mean, I don't want to use the cutthroat is a little bit harsh, and I don't mean to put it that way. But it is a fierce program. We are competitive, and we will urge and kind of encourage people. But it's not competitive internally. We mm -hmm. want you to be competitive externally. Now we're a very small school. So we don't have a tremendous amount of activities. And I'll always be honest, we are not a party school. It's mm -hmm. not a school we're going to have. We, there's no fraternities. There's no sororities. There is there is a social life amongst the students on campus, but it's it's not the kind that you would get in a huge state school where there's all kinds of clubs and all kinds of this social mm -hmm. clubs and things like that. We do have social clubs. Mostly our students are working. They come in every, from the morning to late they, in the afternoon. They have dinner and they're off to rehearsals. Mm -hmm. They're working on something. We want everybody to be on the main stage or in the studio theater doing a production. We do six shows a year, three and three uh, each semester and three and three, mu three musicals, three straight plays. So and, and we interchange. Sometimes the uh, MC students are in plays. Sometimes the, uh, the actors will be in a musical mm -hmm. and some of them have decent voices and can do that but I, I will say that it's it's a very humble little small school one of the reasons why we are very affordable and I'm, I'm going to put sort of put that plug in there that we are much cheaper than most other schools is because we're not fancy yeah we, we, well, we don't have sports or anything like that well, let's get into that specifics. Do you have yeah. a sense of, um, you know, when we talk about cost, which of course is a big thing now, sure. students are getting a lot of their yeses and they're saying, okay, you know, as we mm -hmm. release this episode, there's going to be a lot of acceptances coming in and they're narrowing down. One of the big things they're now factoring is, you know, what is the cost of the school? And then also what are the scholarships? So what could I expect to actually spend right. now going to the school? Right. We, we are about the level of any state school in the country. We, we are a private school and a small school. The difference being is that our classes are very small. Our classes never go more than 12 for all of our studio. And of course, the singing is one to one. So that's an individual singing teacher, whereas state schools, you might have 20 to 25 in a, in a class. But 
we try to keep the cost down as much as possible and we offer as many scholarships or opportunities and we try very hard to be competitive we will try every way we can to match any other schools offer mm -hmm. so that I, I encourage people to to tell me what what are your other offers and if we we want to, if i find that there is an abundance of talent in in a particular student i'll go to bat for that student i will go to the president and say look this student is is if this student's really good you're talking about the president in your college, not not Biden. Yeah, that's, no, no. <laughs> I, I swear, Biden. You got to tell you, this I'll is go really to Biden too. I really, I, this is, I got a lot of connections. Uh, but you're speaking our language that with that match. I mean, that is certainly the advice we give to our students of saying, talk, talk to them, see what you, yes. you know, if you're interested, yes. let them know, see what they can, they can do, and that yes. sometimes you are able to. Yes, and we, we will find a way to add scholarships. We will find a way. Uh, we have opportunities within the school to do work study. We have opportunities to be a, a resident. If you are if you're dorming, you can be a resident assistant and you mm -hmm. get free housing for that. So we we can find all kinds of ways to trim the cost. And I know college is insanely expensive. I, I get it. You, you can go out and buy a high-end Mercedes-Benz for some of these schools every you year. You mentioned that this this profession is not necessarily the most remunerative for everybody. No, so, I mean, of course not. Saying, <laughs> you know, you, you walk out with a six-figure dent on your back, and it's not like you're a doctor or a lawyer. You're, you, you know, you're a performer. You're, you're yep. struggling. So we're very conscious of that. I'm very conscious of that. Yes. I don't want anybody walking out of here with a huge debt, and I will do everything I can to, to alleviate that. Do you have a sense of, in terms of your incoming classes, maybe this probably shifted over the five years, but as you look at, you know, last year's class and, you know, this year's class, do you have a sense of where they are coming from around the country in terms of how many are in the New York area, how many are from across the country, across the world, and then also kind of where they end up? Do most of them end up in New York? Do some of them go to L.A., Chicago, et cetera? Yeah, so good, good question. I would say we, we have 35 to 40% of our students are nationally spread across the country and, and a few more internationals. We've had students from Russia, uh, students from Spain, and the other 60% are more in the metropolitan region area, New York, Long Island, Westchester, and New Jersey. So we, we kind of, we are have that regional 60% and that 40% uh, mm -hmm. that are national. Um, most of the students end up in New York. Uh, most of our students are musical theater students. So most try to break ground on Broadway, but we have had several that, that take off to LA and, and seeking work in film. And, and many of them uh, try to be bi-coastal and swing mm -hmm. back and forth as much as they can, like any other actor. Yeah, but and you did mention that, but the showcase is focused on New York for musical theater and acting. Yes, our showcase is we, we and we bring in of course the local New York agents and casting directors. Those are the ones that are easy, easy to bring in. We we don't go out to L.A. and bring anybody in from there. I mean, I have connections out there, and when if any of our students go out there, uh, I try to con you know mention to them who to see or where to go. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we are more New York based than L.A. based. I love it. And, you know, I'd love to talk because, you know, as this episode releases, we're going to be at that place of students deciding, you know, many people, of course, listening as juniors will be just looking into the stuff um, as they're beginning. But for our seniors, they're going to be in that place of going, OK, so now I'm weighing. I've got whatever options I've got. Where should I end up? How do you find, I guess, the challenge of asking students to, you know, in some ways take a chance on you as a more emerging program. How, yes. how do you feel like that that goes? Why do you find students end up not choosing you? Why do students end up, what what does close the deal for you, you as they go, you know what, I'm going for it. You know, you mentioned costume and some of the other factors, but what are you finding in the past couple of years is, is making people sign on the dotted line or not? 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we're, we're obviously not the name brand school. So we're, we're just kind of finding our, our footing and, and getting our reputation and building it, which is a good thing because we're really going from zero to to wherever we want to go. We're not dealing with any negativity. Uh, and, and I think that what we're saying is I'm a product of CMU. My colleague at, at musical theater and head of musical theaters is a product of CCM. You're going to get the same training. You're going to get the same training for a third of the cost. And we are a we are a conservatory. We're going to give you every single class we possibly can in all of the training. The state, in every state in the country, demands a certain amount of liberal arts because you're getting a bachelor's. Mm -hmm. So there's an English class and there's a there's a science class that you, you will have to take. But we are the minimum in the same way that Juilliard is, is going to give you the minimum, that NYU is going to give you the minimum, okay, and the pace is going to give you the minimum. We're, we're going to give you the same number of classes that they are, and we're going to give you the teachers who are the product of these schools, but we're also going to try to give you the individual one thing that I, I want to plug that an agent said about our kids after having come to a master class and watched them perform is our kids are scrappy. They, they don't come from deep pockets. They don't come from, from a, a, an easy way of life. They are kids who know how to struggle. They are, they are actors who know how to sink their teeth and, and, and get gritty and, and, and have, a, have a funky behavior with them that makes them sing and dance and act in a way that has a connection to the pathos of the characters that they play. Because after all, we, characters that we play, they are imperfect people. They, they, we fall in love and the wrong people. I mean, how many musicals have the love stories about the, the, the wrong person you're falling in love with? Mm -hmm. Our characters step in shit, <laughs> right? And that's, that's the beauty of, of show business. That's the beauty of our art form is that we, we show the world flaws. We show the world people who sing from the heart because they're, they're in pain and they're in anguish and they struggle. And that's what our kids bring, that scrappiness of knowing about struggle. Um, I mean, yes, you have to hit the notes. Mm -hmm. But if, if you hit the note without the sense that inside that note is somebody who's singing from a, a, a passion and, and a need and a want, then you are connected to that actor and mm -hmm. you hear the song in a much richer, deeper way. Well, well said. Okay, we're going to take a short break. And on the back end of the break, we're going to chat a little bit about the audition and acceptance process for Five Towns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, we are back with David Krasner, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the process of auditioning for Five Towns. So I'm gonna ask you, you know, an impossible general question, but just in short, what do you think makes a great audition for you? Confidence, confidence, coming mm. in with confidence, coming mm. in, coming in saying, this is who I am, this is what I've prepared, but I'm, I'm here to, to 
put on a confident show in the same way that you would put on a show for for any show that you did that you you and this is i can't stress this enough it's the moment you walk in the door mm -hmm. the audition starts when the door opens it's not like you're waiting to slate mm -hmm. that by that point especially with agents but but also for for colleges it, the decision is already almost already made mm -hmm. yeah you you have to come in with this spirit because you're not a machine. The, the confidence that you bring immediately is the confidence that's going to be bled right into the song, right into the dance, and right into the acting. Uh, and that you have to have that. That's I the love key. It. That is exactly the takeaway from our past two episodes. I've been <laughs> being like, especially anytime around audition season, I'm like, how many different creative ways can I find to say, be confident? <laughs> like, we, we love humility, but it's got to be, a, you know, find the quiet <laughs> confidence then, but you've got to be your own advocate in those rooms. Yeah. That's so true. Um, any red flags, any stuff that you, when you see it in an audition that you go, oh, this is a, what, there's a turnoff for me, or it just makes me think maybe this person's not a fit for uh, Five Towns? Don't hesitate. Don't, don't apologize. Don't say sorry. There's no sorries. There's no sorries in an audition. You, you, you don't, you don't want to hedge. If, if you go up on a line, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's that's so you ad lib it. So you work your way back into the, the performance. So if you feel while you're singing that the note came out flat and it did not come out as beautifully as it came out when you were in the hallway and you were singing, okay, so what? It doesn't matter. I mean, Patty Lapone sometimes that it happens with her. It's 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 the the confident to plow through it and say, Well, this is where my voice is right now. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm singing right now, and this is what I'm going to give you in the immediate moment. Don't apologize, don't hesitate, go right at it. No, no excuses. You are not going to excuse yourself to your audience. That's a red flag. Um, show some preparation with your, your resume, your picture. Uh, show preparation. It doesn't have to be a fully polished, uh, and you don't have to have Broadway credits. But it looks like you put some thought into your resume, into your picture, so that that's your calling card. That's what you're saying. These are the shows that I'm doing. These are the skills that I do. These are the places that I, I trained. Put some effort into the picture. Don't have it. I mean, you could take your own picture. And I know that photographers are expensive and I get it. But with, with the quality of cameras that exist now, you could still take a very high quality picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look like yourself in the picture. People come in and they, they look at the picture and they, whoa, this is stunning. And then this say, person. Who is this? Are you, are you this are you the same person that's in this picture? Yeah. <laughs> or did you are you a substitute for them? I'm understudying this headshot. This is I'm coming yeah, in. Yeah, to I'm, cover I'm this understudying role. me. <laughs> I'm covering myself. Look like yourself. All right. And be confident. That's mm -hmm. I can't I can't stress that enough. I love it. Um, talk to me a little about your relationship with the pre-screen. So um, this is something that you guys you guys are accepting pre-screens, but it's more optional. Is that uh, my correct yes. understanding of this? Yes. Well, we 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 tended to look. We the pre-screen started the idea of it. Much of the idea that came through the pandemic, mm -hmm. and during the pandemic, everything was on on video. So we didn't actually have one to one person. We're we we didn't move back into any pre-screening yet because we're kind of phasing out of the the pandemic mm -hmm. era era, um, and we really would rather have the personal one-to-one -one. now i i understand that people can't always travel they can't always get mm -hmm. here so we do accept videos and we then if we if we pass a kind of pre-screening i might ask you uh have an interview i uh -huh. might say you know let, let me i know you can't come out here you may be somewhere two thousand miles away mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about uh you know what you're about and what you're looking for and let's see if we're a good match mm -hmm. um Again, we do accept videos and we do, we are going to institute pre-screening, but for now, because we're coming out of the pandemic, we're still a little unsure about how, right. where, where to go with that. But looking more for the live experience, certainly. Yes, more, more absolutely. Important. We'd rather have, and I think the live experience is really important because 
I say this to all the students, you should evaluate me as much as I evaluate you. Mm -hmm. You should be looking at me and what, what am I doing in that audition room? Are you just a number? Are you just somebody who's walking through the cross and then I just go next, thank you very much? Mm -hmm. Do you really want to go to a school that treats you like that? I want to show people what I can do. I work with all the students. If, if, if you know, sometimes there's not enough time, so I may just be either the song or the monologue, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I will try in every way I can to have them redo it again with my input so they can see what I'm contributing because it, it, college is expensive mm -hmm. and you should be checking out what you're paying for and mm -hmm. seeing what you're paying for. So true. And we just talked about the last episode, but that idea of, you know, if they're interviewing you, then also it helps them with the confidence, right? That they're not sitting yes. too self-aware of, am I doing well? It's also like, hey, well, how are they doing? It yeah. gives a little, little bit of backbone too. Yeah. Who are these people that I'm auditioning for? Do I really want to, you know, work with them? Um, I'm going to ask you my own pet favorite question, which is just, if you had to estimate for yourself as an auditioner, how much of your decision to say yes or no, artistically to say, I want to move forward with this student, is based on sort of the skills displayed, meaning the monologue song work that you're seeing in the room, versus those interview questions, those adjustments, those intangibles of what they were like when they walked in the room, if, whether it's a percentage or how do you weigh those different camps of the sort of skill sets versus the, the intangible who they are? I, I don't know if I could give it a number, I, 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 but what I could say is that some people come in with more training, and so their skill set, for instance, they may have had 10 to 12 years of singing lessons, mm -hmm. okay, and, and that will that will clearly show, or they may do their dance piece with 10 years of dance training, and that will clearly show. That's not necessarily a, a deciding factor for me. For me, it's the passion, and the passion is when you walk in. The passion is... I, I want to do this. I want to work at this. And the passion should translate into the work. So that that is, of course, a tool. That is, of course, a skill. Your your understanding of the character's passion the, in the song and in the monologue. But I, I want to see, do you really want to do this? Because you're going to be doing this for me for four years. Mm -hmm. And that's a long time. And I, I, I don't want you to feel, I don't want to take your money if you have any doubts. I don't want you to feel that you're coming in, you sort of want to be an actor and you sort of want to be a singer. No, don't do that. And, and that, that to me is, I, I don't want you to spend your hard-earned money and, and come out with any kind of debt mm -hmm. feeling that I sort of did this. Mm -hmm. You have to come in showing me, I want this. Yes, of course, if you, have, you bring in your singing training, you bring in your acting training, you bring in your dance training. Like I said at the very beginning, you bring in your tools. You've mm -hmm. got to bring the toolkit. Okay, but you also have to bring in and show me who are you as an individual. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for the individual. So I think I would say 90% is, is what you are as an individual. I love it. And then what about, so if that's the artistic side of things and sort of everything that's encompassed in the audition, what, if anything, do you look at in terms of an academic application? Do you look at their grades or their SAT scores or their essays? Do you look at letters of recommendation? Is there anything else that kind of factors into admission on the college end or do you really get to say, I want this kid artistically, they're in? I, I'm in for the artistic. I, uh, you're going to spend 75 to 80 percent of your time in artistic these artistic classes. You're mm -hmm. going to spend all your nights in rehearsal. Um, I, as, as long as you you have some common sense. Now, I, I think that an educated person is a better performer. The more you are educated about an ability to read a score and to read a musical and mm -hmm. to read a play, gives you that 
power to understand, oh, I, I connect with this character. I understand what's going on with this character. So yes, being educated is part of being a performer. You, you have to know, you have to know something about psychology. You're, you're performing the psychology of a character. Mm -hmm. You have to know something about interpersonal relationships. You're, you're singing, dancing, and acting with other human beings. So you have to understand all that. You have to have, know how to read and you have to know how to read a play. I mean, you, you're going to do Shakespeare. You have to know how to read Shakespeare and not be intimidated by all that language. So I think in the package of it, the education will show in that mm -hmm. passion. Now, I, I didn't know how to read Shakespeare when I first was thrown at me, but I said, this is, this is a playwright. I, I want to figure out how to act this stuff. Mm -hmm. And little by little, I learned and I grew. I want people who are hungry. I and you're, but you're hunger. looking to see that intelligence maybe through the work as opposed yes. to it's not going to be a number on a page that makes you yeah. go, oh, 4.2. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. In the performing. And, yes. And then what about in terms of the interaction between disciplines? So, you know, as you look at, you know, especially for a musical theater performer, you mentioned, hey, they really have to be a good singer. Mm -hmm. You know, is are, are you looking consciously for a diversity of skill set among your musical theater majors, some really strong dancers, some that are more strong singers? How do you weigh the different disciplines as you're coming to an ultimate yes, at least for a musical theater student? How does yes. that get weighed in terms of singing, dance and then, then acting? Yes, great question, because all of, every person who auditions is going to come up with one of those three stronger than the others. For that's sure. a given. I know that somebody's going to be the better actor, the better singer, the better dancer, and, and that's fine. We, we weigh all three equally. We want all three. So that if you come in with better dance skills, but you need some work on your singing, we're going to focus on that more. We're going to try to put more emphasis onto that. If you can, you can sing and you can dance, but you, you really don't know much about acting, we're going to put more focus onto that. We're going to try to beef up the parts of those three that are not as strong as the strongest one. So not, no one of those three stands out as, okay, we just want a singer um, or, or we just want an actor who sings. Uh -huh. All three are equally weighed. All three are part of the audition and all three have the value of what you're, you're bringing. And of course, everybody's going, you're not, it, there's no way that the singing and the acting are going to be exactly the, at the same level. So it's going to come in in three grades. And what does it look like in terms of, so like you're saying, okay, you are a little stronger here, you're a little stronger there. What does that look like in terms of, is it literally extra credits? Like would I take more dance? You'd encourage more dance for the weaker dancers? We would, yes, singing? we would. Yep. So that for instance, in the dancing, it could be up, you could be up to the 16 classes. Uh -huh. we, we, we could encourage more dancing. We will, we'll, we're going to throw you in. We're a very supportive environment so that people will say, oh, I don't feel like I'm, I'm a really great dancer. And I, I will, that, that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. You're in a safe space. You're in a safe world. So if you have to take more dancing classes, if we have to get you double up on your singing lessons, because that's where your, your weaknesses mm -hmm. are. If we have to say to you, take some more acting classes. If you're a musical theater in your, in your junior and senior year, it's good. It's okay. Fall on your face. Don't mm -hmm. worry about it. Don't feel you're not at the same level as some of the other actors. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You're at your level. And we want you to grow every single day. You're here. We want you to go A to B to C to D. Mm -hmm. I love it. You've had a really interesting, of all the five years to be taking a program, I think it's been a really interesting five years, especially with the pandemic right in the middle of it. Um, how have you seen Five Towns, especially in, under your stewardship, how has it shifted and changes and changed and met the moment of the pandemic, but then also, you know, from a, a, an online and in-person perspective, certainly, but also, you know, some of the questions of racial reckoning that um, the country's been going through. How has Five Towns made adjustments over the past five years? 
Yeah, that's uh, it's a lot. I mean, this the, the pandemic has been been in and itself. That's I could like to talk forever about that because that's that's been a major impact on on everybody, and we all had to scatter to our Zoom on this industry. Yeah, yeah. the industry. I mean, um, many students who, who went back home, or I had to talk to them about coming back to school because they were very depressed and, and sad that yep. not only was the school shut down, Broadway was shut down. So the hope of where do we go? What do we do? Mm-hmm. Will there be even a, any career for me? Was was devastating and. And heartbreaking and i i was in a position where i couldn't honestly say i don't know i, I couldn't say yes right. the broadway will come back now eventually uh, but would yeah. it be a year yeah. two years five when years? Yeah, yeah it was hard to know thankfully thankfully when i was at the new york uh, unified auditions and i was at the hotel uh, there and i was coming back from the the audition the, the I, my hotel was on in times square and it was packed it was just mm-hmm. packed people were waiting online i yeah. loved it i loved it we were we're back i mean the tourists are a little slow moving out of the way you got to kind of push them and <laughs> shove them and go, i, I got a good problem to, to have though it's better <laughs> it's than good, empty yes. streets <laughs> yes. take it. Yeah. i was thrilled um so so we're back but i okay so i will say the impact um has has set back some of the the skill sets that I have been seeing with students because uh-huh. they have been performing in these little boxes in the exact same little box that I'm in now. And even in film, you have full body shots, you have mm. people moving, you have people walking. When you're just singing, dancing and acting in this little rectangle, it does affect you. And and with, with singing, the sound is not the same. You're trying mm-hmm. to get coached with somebody who's not in the same room with you, and they're trying to explain how to work with your posture and you do something with your back. You can't be there and yeah. work with them. So a lot of that has been taken away from uh, what I've been seeing now in the auditions this year. Mm-hmm. That there's a there's a, some growth um, that needs to be developed much much more. Um, and and in terms of diversity, I have been very lucky at Five Towns College that we once I even when I hit here, we have had an extremely diverse um, uh, population. Mm-hmm. We are of all ethnicities, of all races, of all sexualities, uh, of, of all genders. It has been a wonderful experience and a, a real wide open experience. Just a quick example. The first year I was here, I looked around the room and I saw nine African-American women. And I said, we're going to do for colored girls. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to do it. I could not have done that in any other school I had been to. Mm-hmm. I saw the original production. Um, I, I even knew the actress in the original production. and went to see the original production in 1978 um and i and for years i've wanted to do for colored girls because i think it's a it's just a great play it's the the singing the acting the dancing and it is just brilliant i've never been able to do it Mm -hmm. and suddenly i went we could do this now we Mm -hmm. could i've got nine which is we only needed seven we put in nine uh, performers. So um, I'm I'm just very proud that we we have the diversity. We could do the shows, and it's not just a tokenism. It's not just a show that oh, okay, that's the black show. We try to get as many as we can. We have a terrific mix of students, and we do shows that represent all kinds of ethnicities, all sexualities, any which way we can do it. I love it. Um, my last question for you is just a little advice, maybe, to the prospective student, and maybe even especially to the prospective family, the prospective parent. We have a lot of parent listeners to this as well. I'm sure. You know, maybe now let's look toward the, we've been speaking more toward the seniors and plenty of people listening to this, you know, as they're making their final decisions, but, you know, maybe to the junior who's just beginning this process and they're really just intaking information. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have as they go through this process? You especially have experienced so many different schools and you mentioned, you know, all, all the ways in which you understand this process well. What would you say to that parent, you know, or that family of a student who's going, I don't know what I'm doing. How do I approach this? Is should I be ha- looking at five towns? Um, I'd love to just hear sort of a, a general advice or thoughts. 
I, I that's it's it's a brilliant question. It's also such a broad question. I'll only touch so little on 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 what I'd love to touch on. I think it's the question of what what are you looking for? What do you want to spend your next four years? I I have found so many families that don't know the difference between a BFA and a BA mm -hmm. that they can't even tell the distinction. That one is a one is a conservatory that you're going to have about seventy five percent of your your classes in. Uh, the if you want to be a piano player, it's seventy five percent piano. If you want to be a musical theater, that's seventy five percent musical theater. If you are doing a BA. You can double major because you're only doing a third of what you want. And so you could do uh, theater and sociology. You can't double major in a BFA. This Because in order to compete, you have to have so many classes devoted. Just dance alone sucks up 16 classes. Mm -hmm. It just takes the air and takes so, uh, so much real estate out of the room. And then our singing lessons and our acting classes, there's no more room for double major. So I would tell the parents, do you want, a, a, a kind of a broad education where you because i've taught at ba programs you, do you want an education where the person could double major do you want an education where you are um or you want to focus and you know this is it you're throwing all your chips into this and this is what you want go and see the schools that's go and look um, you know, kick the tires and i'm kind of old and that's an expression of somebody my age <laughs> kick the tire find out what's going on at the school ask the students Get the inside story. Don't just trust the teachers. Talk to the students. Find out what their experiences are. Don't, don't worry about reputation. The thing about schools with reputations is that teachers come and go. And, and it's not that they, they you know, quit or anything like that, but they just they retire. They leave. Mm -hmm. And schools live on the reputation of who's teaching you right now. Who is the teacher in the room? You might have a school that was once famous, but those people that ran, made it famous are gone. Mm -hmm. They left, they retired, they passed away, they, they moved on to some other thing. Who's the teacher and what do you think you're going to get out of that teacher? What do you, what's your feel for this? What's a fit? And I think that, I mean, there's many more things I could say, but that, that's the important thing. What does a student want? Let me do a little follow-up. So, because I think it's something that so many now, if we jump to our seniors, so many of them are doing that right now. You know, it's, we often make the analogy to, of the kind of dating. That kind of feels like, hey, does yeah. it feel like we're having chemistry? Speed like, dating. Yeah, it's yeah, very speed, speed dating. dating. You yeah. get 10 minutes or whatever you get in the room or 15 minutes yeah, maybe yeah. if you're lucky. <laughs> but, you know, what are, if I were a student, what would you advise me to be sniffing for, right? We kind of often talk about what are the, the faculty looking for in a student. In terms of that, hey, does this person know their stuff? And do we, are we making yes. connection? What should I be doing as a student to kind of suss that out in terms of the people behind the table? Yeah, I, will, I would go and see the shows. What's the product of the school's shows? If you can schedule a visit there and actually see the performances of the shows, because there, that's the that, that's the gold standard of what the school is trying to offer. What what is the school's show, and what do the students learn in the class, and what are you seeing them learn? Get their advice from them. What what do you think is going on in the classroom that you would feel comfortable? How is the teacher teaching? I know it's. It's, it's just like you said, it's very much like dating and then you, you end up married and, and then you get divorced. <laughs> so you, you, you don't want to be in a situation. Don't tell me that story of that. I'm still just about to get married, David, okay? okay don't tell me that Dallas, this is not Fleischman is in trouble no, yet. No, exactly. Don't take me all the way down the deep dark path. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to be in that situation. You yeah. want to feel that you're absolutely confident in the place. You've, you've got to go see it. You've got to go see the, the environment, the classes. You've got to be in contact with the students. Pull a student aside. Pull another student aside and say to somebody who's going there, tell me the truth. Do you think you're growing? Do you think you're learning? Do you think, what's the pros and cons? I, here's a very good question, and I, I would recommend this. Ask everybody, 
on the faculty or the, what's the downside of your school? Mm -hmm. And if you hear anybody saying nothing, we're perfect. Uh, no, sorry, nobody's perfect. Okay. Well, David, what, then I can't not do it. What's the downside <laughs> of your school? Now, some school, I think the, the, the facilities are not the fanciest. Our school is not the fanciest place. Like I said, we're not a party school. We're an old converted uh, middle school. It's, it's not a fancy place. Mm -hmm. That's how we keep the cost down. Mm -hmm. it, it's the, the theater is beautiful and we try to put as much money as we can in it. And the dorms are beautiful because we know people have to live there. We try to give everybody a private bath um, and, and private rooms if you can, or no more than one roommate. But the actual facility of the rooms and the school is very blah. Okay, it's a parking lot in the front. I, I, I taught at Yale for 10 years. That place was a country club. Uh -huh. It was gorgeous. It was stunning. And, and you felt like you were just living in the most gorgeous Shangri-La. Mm -hmm. You paid for it, too. Mm -hmm. You paid for that. But so you're saying, I can trust you now because you gave me the, the, the dirt. But if, yeah. if I'd asked you that question, you'd be like, it's perfect and it's all upside. You wouldn't trust that, that fact. No. Well, what's all upside? Who's yeah. a, who can't be better? Mm -hmm. there, there, there are sides to everything and, and everybody should be honest. And that's something that, you know, I, I, I'm always looking for better teachers. I'm always trying to get the best faculty. Sometimes I'll also admit that sometimes my really good faculty will leave. Uh -huh. they'll, they'll get on Broadway. I don't have them teaching anymore. And I have to go look for someone else. I'm searching for the best teachers always. And somebody who I think is one of the best teachers might leave. They're so good. They might actually be on Broadway, uh -huh. which, which has happened to me. We, we love it. Um, all right. Well, if people wanted to check out a little more about Five Towns, where would you recommend that they go? Is there, would we like the social media? We want the website. Where would you send people for like the best information? Website, social media, and contact me. You can find my email. You can find text message. Uh, you can text me on my social media. Text me. I've never gotten text me before. <laughs> oh, Are you giving out the phone number? My God. Yeah, I'm giving it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look at that. This, this generation, they're all texting. <laughs> That's right. I will put it in the show notes. We'll put all yeah. that information for people. Please to have them text me. Have them call me. Have them email me talk to me and talk to me about another school i i know the people i know the, and i'll always be honest i think they're I'm, we're not the only game in town i mm -hmm. i always we're not the only place there might be some other places that are very good twice as expensive as we are and they will <laughs> and they will give you what they give you but because they're giving you what we give you they're good okay they're very good they're just more expensive and what you're getting is huge water fountains in the middle uh -huh. of campus you're we got no huge... water fountains here five pounds <laughs> no water fountains water, no water bottles fountains. maybe water bottle this is it this is the best you're going to get <laughs> this is our water <laughs> uh, well david thank you for the time today this was such a joy to get to chat with you thank you thank you so much thank you everyone oh baby I hope you enjoyed that episode with David. I found him to be just delightful and a really great example of the energy of a lot of these excellent emerging programs. Um, I thought he spoke about it so well himself, but you know, being graduates of established programs and being able to bring that hunger of being new at a more affordable price, it's certainly a strong argument and he makes it very well himself. And as you've heard me say before, there is always really exciting upside with an emerging program in terms of what it can be, what is becoming. You can sort of see it um, rising. Though, as David says well at the end, too, it's not to say that there aren't benefits of some of those programs with deep-rooted established reputations as well, right, uh, to each their own. 
One thing I do just want to clean up slightly uh, was in David chatting about the distinction between BFAs and BAs. Uh, we left everything in because what he said was great interview uh, was a great info from an overview perspective. Um, but he just did glaze over a bit in the middle of that like BFA liberal arts program, right? Some of which do allow and encourage those double majors and minors while still giving conservatory style training. So David mentioned that with five towns, they go for the minim minimum academic requirements much like our alma mater, Carnegie Mellon, but I wouldn't want people to be confused and think that that's true necessarily for all BFAs. He was making the distinction between BFAs and BAs, but of course, we just want to mention that middle ground place of BFA liberal arts programs as well. As well. Of course, our regular listeners will know this quite well already, and they'll have heard it many times, though they will have heard it said in a less froggy voice than I'm giving you right now. I'm sorry. This is just where we are right now on February 28th. Um, but okay, my main takeaway today is gonna be something David brought up, which is so relevant for this time of year for our seniors. And it's just that idea of scholarship negotiation, or specifically his beautiful admission that he will often try to match scholarships and fight for students when he can. This is one of those many things that is very different from program to program in terms of how scholarships works. I gave a bit of an overview last year this time um, in an episode with Ricky Oliver, but I just want to reiterate a bit for our newer listeners. Some programs have much more freedom in what they can navigate, and some have really strict boundaries. So for some, it will be primarily about academic scholarships they can offer. Some will have significant talent scholarships they can do. Some will use the word, quote unquote, merit to mean academics or talent, which makes it even more confusing. But this is not the important takeaway for you. However, each individual school does or doesn't choose to cough up money in each case is for them to decide. What you all can do is to do your best to negotiate. And knowing, as you've just heard now, that some schools, like David specifically mentioned, will do their level best to match what other schools are offering you. And that he can even go above and beyond that to the president. He'll even go to President Biden if necessary to know that that is true of many, many programs. I would say in general, not that this is super important, it tends to be more so true at programs like Five Towns where they have one person who is in a predominant position of admissions decision, at least artistic admissions decisions, and they can navigate maybe with a bit more looseness how that pot of money is allocated versus a larger program. It might be a little bit more automated or algorithmic based on the numbers they're looking at. But again, that's for them to worry about. The big takeaway for you is that it does happen and it can happen, so don't be afraid to go for it. Too many students just feel like, well, this is what the school offered me and this is what this other school offered me and that's what it is and they stop there. And yes, if you don't negotiate, your squeaky wheel will get no grease. So go out there, be squeaky wheels, do your best and advocate for yourself the same way you advocate for yourself in auditions. Now here you are, you've done all this hard work, you've got all these offers. Don't forget to advocate yourself, uh, advocate for yourself um, all the way to the end when it comes to scholarship negotiation. Well, that's it. That's a podcast. It's about all my poor froggy voice can take. Today's podcast, as so many of them are, almost all of them, are produced by Megan Cordier. If you want to tell her just what a fantastic job she's doing, you could do so in a rating and review for us. Um, if you also want to get more podcast content, please follow our Insta at Mapping the College Edition uh, and MTCA on all of our social platforms. You'll find those in the show notes. And if you just love an old-fashioned email, feel free to hit us up at mailback at mappingthecollegeedition.com. Sure. To my young artists out there mapping their journeys, do we do auditions as dating metaphors too much on the podcast, not enough, or just right? We'll see you next week. Mapping the 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.